Have you been thinking about hiring or maybe becoming a virtual assistant? Well, today we have a special guest that can answer both of those questions for you. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. Hello, everybody. If you're a first-time listener, this is the Blair Radio Start Your Business and Be Heard podcast, and I am your host, James Shannon. We talk to people that have started their own businesses online, and the idea is that you will be inspired to start your own business and be heard by people everywhere. A lot of our guests have tips that can help you out and they share things that help them throughout their journey. And I also want to thank all of you that have been listening. You keep me going just knowing that there's somebody that hears my voice while they're working out, cleaning their house, commuting on their way to work or dealing with this virus that has impacted all of us. If you can't find the topic that you want to hear or you want to learn more about something related to online business and you want us to cover it on the show, just head over to BlairRadio.com slash contact and reach out to me. Anyway, so today's guest has been everywhere and she's here to talk to us about being a VA and she has a couple of tips for any of you that may be thinking of becoming becoming a virtual assistant or hiring a virtual assistant. So here is episode 19 of the Blair Radio Start Your Business and Be Heard podcast. Today's guest is passionate about passionate people. She started her virtual assistant business so that she can travel the world. She has since turned her business into an agency and she helps people with getting an extra pair of hands. She is Feli Day from FeliDay.com. Welcome to the show, Feli. Hey, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So you travel and you travel. Where are you today? <laughs> I'm currently in Puerto Escondido, Mexico. It's very wow. sad. <laughs> How is it out there? It's actually probably one of the better places to be in quarantine. There's no actual cases in our area, so I don't feel like at risk and... Well, all the restaurants and everything have closed. Everyone is still going out for walks and it's warm every single day with sunshine, unlike my hometown where it's like snowing and raining still. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're happy and stay safe. And I'm glad that there's no cases out there. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's sad to see people around you and uh, hear about all the bad news. Yeah, and I feel like like this area, they went on lockdown pretty early, so that definitely helped, as well as it's pretty quiet. No one really comes here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, today I want to talk about two things, Um, people that need a VA and people that may want to be a virtual assistant. But first, Mm -hmm. I want to know what did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, I wanted to be a baker. Right up until I did an internship in a bakery, and I realized that I could never live if I had to wake up at 4 a.m. every day. I struggle to get up every single morning, no matter what time it is. (laughs) Yeah, 4 a.m. was not for me. So you didn't become a baker, obviously. And then you, um, I know that you were working on movie sets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I spent a lot of time 
working on and off of movie sets just as a background extra. Cool. But you get tired of it? I mean, it's like fun and exciting because you're in these like really high action environments and like, you know, every once in a while you get to like be like, I'm sitting next to Jim Carrey. But like it requires no brain power. So I was just always bored. Like you just have to show up. You don't have to do anything. Well, then how did you go from doing that to becoming a virtual assistant? So at one point in my life, (laughs) I moved to the mountains of Alberta and I worked in hotels. So I learned a lot of admin skills and stuff. And I've just always been like more number oriented. When I got to high school, I said if I could sit through university, I would become an accountant. But like just could not go to university. I would not. There's no way I could commit to four years. I would definitely quit halfway through to go traveling. But um, (laughs) yeah, it basically like in 2018, I had finished living in Australia and left Asia to go back to Vancouver. And I didn't like it. (laughs) Like I didn't want to be in Canada. And I also didn't want to have to rely on visas to be in other countries. So I knew I needed to find a way to make money online so that I could not have to return to Canada. And basically I Googled every way you could work online and found virtual assistant work and was like, I can do that. I've always loved Instagram. I understand the algorithm. I've done email management. I know a bit of bookkeeping. So I just started applying for jobs and jumped right in first of all i've heard australia asia mexico canada i'm jealous <laughs> i just wanted to get that out there like wow you you've been around the world yeah <laughs> all right so back to the uh the virtual assistant stuff who needs a virtual assistant and how do they know when it's time to get a va honestly most businesses could benefit from a virtual assistant a virtual assistant is such a broad term So you could have a social media manager, a bookkeeper, an administrative assistant, uh, a community manager, someone who does like all your data entry or research or content writing, right? So I do mainly admin, content creation, and social media. And I feel like I've had every type of business reach out to me. I personally tend to work with only online entrepreneurs because that's where I'm passionate about. Like they understand the flexibility that I'm looking for with my business more often than people who own like storefronts. But I know a virtual assistant that is a VA for psychotherapists. Really? Yeah. And like VAs for dentists or VAs for real estate. Like you can, they can be your traditional store or they can be like, I am a VA for a sex coach, you know? <laughs> like everybody can benefit from a virtual assistant. Yeah. And, and I think everybody should, should have one at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Do you know when that point is like, when, when is the right time or should it just from the start have a virtual assistant? There's two points that I would say people hire VAs. And I think it depends more on the person, but there's either the person who realizes that they have a lot going on and they're managing, but would be able to scale their business more efficiently if they had that second person. And then there's the other person that 
feels like they're drowning in their business. They can never finish their to-do list and they don't have enough like hands to do all of the work that they have and they hire virtual assistants. So it depends like if you can see it before it's coming and that's where it's like more scary for people because they may not be making the money that they want to be making to hire help, but they know as soon as they hire help, they'll be able to make that money because they'll be able to focus on more of the money-making activities versus like the behind the scenes that needs to be done. And then there's also the people who are just like, I can't keep up with my business. Someone come help. Yeah. The, the second one sounds like me, like my task list, my to-do list, it gets, it grows and grows and grows. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's never going to be complete. So I always say whatever the item that you're constantly putting off, that's the one you should outsource first. Like, like what's the, the main task that a lot of people need help with? Is it social media, content writing, or does it vary? I would say like it's a split between the two. Some people to like write content is such a struggle for them. Maybe, I don't know, especially like sometimes English isn't your first language. Sometimes you just don't like writing and like grammar and all of that. So that's where a lot of people who are like really good on video and then it's really easy to repurpose like IGTVs or YouTube videos into like Instagram captions and blog posts. But then there's also the people that understand like how important it is to have that presence online more than just like showing up on your stories. Like you need to be responding to your DMs and engaging with your new followers and commenting on, I don't know, accounts that you like, right? And so it's important, but it's so time consuming to spend an hour a day on Instagram when it's like I could be doing my client work that is paying me or I could be doing the hour of Instagram engagement with the potential of getting more clients, but it doesn't give me money instantly. So that's where I find a lot of people, those are like the two main tasks that they're like their first outsourcing jobs they choose. Yeah, social media um, can be really time consuming. I, I noticed that for a lot of people. Do you recommend mm-hmm. any tools or do you have any tools in mind that people can use whether or not they have a VA? I recommend scheduling your posts because that's where I fall off. I'll have like content ideas or like written content that I w- want to post. And then you look at your clock and you're like, oh, it's 7 p.m. Like I should have posted that this morning, you know? <laughs> right. So having your posts get scheduled will save your life. Um, engagement, like I don't recommend any kind of bots and like the story viewers, I'm sure you've seen if you put up a sticker and all the bots commenting on your stories, like that's how you get your account flagged and shut down. But I think Buffer is the one that you can schedule your stories now too in advance. So you could, if you were doing like a mini training or I don't know, like this morning, how I posted that, like, here's my to-do list for today. You could schedule those the night before so that you can just get up and do your thing without having to jump on and just post this real quick, you know? Yeah, I'm not really good at stories. I'm trying to get better at it because, um, mm-hmm. like, I was looking at your Instagram, like, your, where your stories is at. It looks great. I was like, wow, I need to get to that point. <laughs> but I do schedule all of my posts. I don't do any autoresponders and, like, any of my engagements because mm-hmm. I don't, it's not me, it's fake. But I do schedule all of my posts using a tool, a social B. I know there's other ones like Buffer, Meet Edgar, and uh, Hootsuite, but Social Media is the one that works for me. Yeah, I always love Later because you can like reorganize the layout. Oh, Later is great. I forgot about Later. And they give yeah. you that um, 
a lot of people use Linktree. Later, it gives you, uh, I think it's like Link Bio or something like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's really cool. And you can click it and then click on different images to go to different websites. And it's so useful because you can link all the different things based on whatever your post was talking about. Right. Do you find it that a lot of people have a hard time to allow somebody else to control their social media accounts? Definitely. Um, I find like for me with a lot of my clients, we'll like start at maybe five, 10 hours a month. And then like gradually over time, the hours will increase because they know they need the help. And they know like my one client says she spends like three hours a day in her DMs just like responding to comments and like that's just like yeah like those are potential clients and you want to nurture those leads but at the same time three hours is a long time to like (laughs) be spending only like texting people back you know so i totally understand that you want to because you like it is personal like having those conversations and like nurturing those relationships but like that's where you can train someone like something that you would say, or this is how I like to answer people and like having like flagged people who are like potential and like, you know, like how there's two different DM boxes now, like personal and general, like right. move, move something to personal. If it's for me, like I'll move something to general if it's for you, you know? Yeah. I think th- that's really cool. Cause that means that like you can focus on the people that, or just saying, oh, that was a great post. And you can respond yeah. to them. And when it's more personal, that's when you can pass it on to your client, right? Mm-hmm. And when it's like someone who's a hot, hot lead, it's like, you need to answer this one. Like, sell them. Get them on a call. Do what you do. Send them a voice note, you know? Right. Now, I know you also have an agency, right? Do you help people with that want to become a virtual assistant? Um. So... I have a team behind me. So like the agency is Feli Day VA, but I have two girls that work with me and one is a graphic designer and one is a content writer. Cause I ended up just taking on like way too much content writing because it was my special or is my specialty. So then I brought a second person on who basically can like do the same thing I can. And then, so I kind of split client work with her and then give the, graphic designer all the graphics because I do not enjoy graphics but I do mentor VAs who are new and looking at starting I would say my mentor style is more like mindset coaching ish like I I really focus on mindset like I find that's like a major block that the new VAs have just because it's like being a virtual assistant like yes you might have done these tasks in your nine-to-five job but when you become a virtual assistant, you become like your own business. And that's just so new for a lot of people. It's so unfamiliar. What do you find that they struggle with when they start having their own business? Everyone's first question is, how do I get my first client? I was about to ask you that too. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's like the thing, because when I first started, I did so many discovery calls with all different people. Some of them I would have loved to work with. Some of them were definitely not right for me, but I was just looking for clients. And it's like, you really need to remove yourself from the outcome. Like if they hire you, yeah, it's amazing. If they don't hire you, that's fine. They weren't for me. Because when you get on 10, 20 calls a week 
and you're not getting like you're not hearing back or you're getting no's, it really starts to eat away at your confidence in like your offers. So when you started, how long would you say it took before you got your first client? Probably from March 2019 until uh, maybe April. March, I was definitely not. April until about August, I want to say. Just about five so months, four, five four, months, five four, months. Four, four months. But I was like in such a bad place mindset wise. Like in those four months, like every time I would get on a call, I'd be like, oh my God, they're not going to hire me. What or changed? they're going to they're going to see I'm a fraud, you know? Um, I discovered, not really discovered, but I started like looking more into like law of attraction, abundance mindset and attraction marketing and just like accepting when it's right for you, it's going to come to you. And then I got a client and then I got another one who referred me to another one. And from there it just like snowballed. And now I don't even promote my virtual assistant work. And I still get calls booked every single week from people wanting to work with me. I'm glad that you said that because there are a lot of people that are VAs or want to be a VA. And mm-hmm. then I wonder if the market is saturated, but there's enough work for everybody, right? Yeah. I don't really believe a market can be saturated, if that makes sense. Like Interesting. There, really, there really is enough for everyone to go around. There's more businesses than there are VAs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, going back to what you do, when people hire you, are they aware that they're hiring a team or do you let them know that? Or like, do they think that they're hiring just you or do you tell them up front that it's you and two other people? I always let them know that I have other people and it, it is on my contract that I have subcontractors. I just feel like it's the right thing to do, but it might also be a legal thing that you're supposed to do it. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm really getting confidential information, but I am giving someone's like business information right. to someone else, do you know? Right. But yeah, I always just say like these two girls, both of them, I started them working on my own stuff. So I knew that I trusted them. And I always bet the work that they do before I hand it to the clients. Like I am fully the middle man between it, middle woman. Um, like they never talk to each other, the clients and the subcontractors. They only talk, both of them only talk to me. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. So mm-hmm. anybody that is listening and they're in the same position, they are working as a VA, but they too don't like graphics. Where <laughs> where can they go to go find the help? I posted in a Facebook group, but it you get so much like variation between rates and styles and you'll see absolutely amazing people and you'll see absolutely terrible applications and work and the people with the worst applications are always asking the most money and I just don't get it but um, (laughs) I definitely prefer either Facebook groups or like word of mouth like I posted on my Instagram story the second time I was hiring and so then people would recommend their VAs to me and other VAs that follow me would like reach out. I just had a little application form for them to fill out and got on calls with them. But I'm not a big fan of freelancer sites because they take so much money from the artist. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of those. I I barely even talk about them just because f- for that same reason. I mean, if somebody asked me about them, I'll, I'll explain what it is, but I'm not a fan of them either. Mm-hmm. Like I, 
was on one. I was on Upwork and I, it never went anywhere, you know? So I just, I switched. I hired somebody from Fiverr mm-hmm. and it was a very bad decision. We'll say oh. that never again. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's like, was there the security because of the platform? Like usually like for me, like I take payment up front, but that's such a like risk with strangers. Like, do I give you $500 when you haven't done any work? And I don't know if you're just going to bolt. And so it's with the app, you're like, okay, I feel safer because it won't go to them until it's done. But then sometimes you get screwed over because if someone complains or says it's done and then you say no, and then it's like, whose, ch- whose side do they choose? <laughs> right. All right, Feli. So I want to ask you, because I'm, I'm, I'm loving this conversation, but mm-hmm. what is the, the one thing that you want people to take away that are listening for, whether they want to be a VA or they're thinking about hiring a VA? Do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm always, like, my question is always like, what are you waiting for? You could hire a VA for a one-off project if it's just like, you just need to finish your website. Or if you know you need ongoing support, like you want someone to spend 30 minutes a day on your Instagram, you can hire someone and start out at half an hour, maybe upgrade them later, maybe give them more tasks. You can always, you can always change, you know, it's not a fixed, I mean, it could be a fixed contract, but like, (laughs) I, I fully operate on flexibility because I mean, travel comes first. So if I'm going traveling, I might not be able to answer my phone for a few days, (laughs) but it's your business, right? So if you need help with something, they come in under your terms. So you set the terms that you want and it works like that. And same with the VA, like you, you get to set the terms. It's your business. If you want to work with someone and you don't like their terms, don't work with them. Go find someone better. You can always change it later. I love that answer. I think it works with anybody doing almost anything. That's to me with your pricing or anything that you do It's your Mm -hmm. business. You can do whatever you want to do. I mean, as long as you're not breaking the law. Yeah. And then um, some people think that you have to follow certain rules, but no, you have to follow your own rules. Exactly. You set the rules in your business for your business. Awesome, Feli. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you or find you, where are the best places they can go online? Um, Instagram would be my number one spot. Uh, It's just at Feli Day, F-E-L-L-Y-D-A-Y. And then next would probably be my website. It's also FeliDay.com. All right. Well, you enjoy traveling around the world. I I really do appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I know you have a busy, busy day. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day. (laughs) Yeah. Probably going to go to the roof and work in the sun now. (laughs) Hold up. Feli, did you say you're about to go twerk in the sun? I swear, when we were recording, I thought you said you were going to go work in the sun. And I didn't even catch it until I started until I started editing this episode. Anyways, amazing stuff, Feli. Thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to me about your business and everything that you got going on with traveling and twerking and everything. Everybody else, don't forget to check out Feli at FeliDay.com. So really speaking of social media, he got started. It's a lot. It, it can get really, really I was overwhelming. To make That's why I'm glad that I found this tool, Social Bee. 
it be helps sure to check out blairradio.com everything i have evergreen content that all i schedule and it goes out to my whole entire audience on first, all of my head over to your preferred i simply set it and like, i forget it Social B also offers like it means a lot really to cool me analytical stats and ways to find your audience and see and hear what everybody is talking about. And right now they have a 14 day free trial. So if you're still listening, that means that you're interested. So just head over to the blairgroup.com slash social B to learn more and to get started. And we do have to follow the FTC guidelines. I am an affiliate for Social B, and that means that if you go to that link and make a purchase, I may receive a commission. But anyways, it's free right now, so go try it out. Again, that's theblurrygroup.com slash social B. into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.